Crow's Knowing. Crow! All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven live stream. This is episode twenty-four. It's just me and Jason tonight. Welcome aboard, Jason. Good afternoon, almost evening. Yeah, I actually uh, went down swam at the beach today. Took Blix. Blix did his first like mini swim, so that was all good. So what you're saying is he did the doggy paddle. <laughs> yeah, just barely. Um, I took him about. I don't know, eight feet off. I went out with him a ways holding on to him so he knew it was cool. And then I let him go about eight feet by himself. So he hit ground pretty quick. So next time we'll see how he goes. Um, but he, he'd probably be a pretty good water dog, I imagine. Um, it's probably ni- 95 degrees here today, I think. Humid don't, as hell. We've got, we've got a, uh, a heat advisor for the past couple of days. It should be cooling down shortly, but whew, it was really hot. And there he is. He's saying hello to everyone out there in live stream land. Come here, buddy. You got to go lay down. I'm doing stuff. Um, <laughs> Pay attention to me. That's, that's he comes over and he starts like gnawing the bottom of my chair off. Um, <laughs> he's still got, well, actually, he's got four big boy teeth in the front now. So I didn't realize. I started looking it up. Apparently, they have 26 baby teeth and then whatever it is, 40-some, 30-some, I think 40-some big boy teeth. Um, but he's already got four big boy teeth in the front. That's a lot. That's a lot. And he's going to keep chewing on you until he is done. My forearms are shredded. I'm going to be so happy when he gets his adult teeth. But anyhow, let's uh, let's jump into this. Um, over the past couple weeks, I've seen a lot of people convinced that we're going to hell in a handbasket. Um We've covered some things, and I'll leave it there. Um, we covered some things that went ways that we didn't expect. Um, but I've got a lot of contacts, and some of them are in positions that they should know some things. And what I'm hearing is that we're going to be in a better place. And so that's not a guarantee of anything. And I think it's prudent to look for the benchmarks. And I said, you know, look at the obvious things, like how are chemtrails in your area? Uh, in my area, they're madly reduced Um, I suppose there's a lot less plane traffic but if that's an agenda you would imagine they'd be doing what they ever did and I heard reports from a lot of different places where they felt like chemtrails had really gone down but I think the big tell for us will be this supposed election Um, and the reason I think it will be a big tell is because if it's the same old same old um, then that's what it is there's there's no noticeable change but Another good friend of mine emailed me the moment this happened. Apparently, the high court uh, romped on the Electoral College. And for those who have followed, you should understand that the Electoral College is a backdoor to power. When the 13 original colonies were setting it up, Rhode Island walked in and said, what the hell are you people doing? This is an illegal backdoor to power, and we won't participate. State of Rhode Island walked out. State of Rhode Island's weird in a lot of ways. Um, my point being is Rhode Island told the truth. That's exactly what it is. And all these years that people went out to vote, they were not voting. They were being polled. That's why you're told you're going to your polling place. Uh, you have never voted to seat the highest seats. The Electoral College has done that. But what most people don't know is that how the Electoral College gets populated, it's an old boys club, basically. Um, and they have numerous times sat a president against the vote of the people, which isn't actually a vote. Again, it's a poll. Point is, is the elect is the high court has now told them that they will never again go against the state 
the wishes of their state that they're supposed to be representing. Additionally, there was some legislation of some kind that it's almost ridiculous in its delivery. Um, politicians break the rules. They can go to jail or something like that, as if that wasn't always supposed to be the case. But to get back to the election, um, it's weird already. Uh, in, a normal, in a normal period in the United States, we spend three years minimally uh, talking about nothing, getting ready for an election that we don't vote anybody in on. And that hasn't happened. And yet we're faced with two guys, Trump and Biden. Um, we're reasonably sure Trump's probably going down. That's the way it looks anyhow, but you never know. Um, so what does it mean if Biden takes the seat? Is this another play on, on words? Is he, are, are they biding their time? Are they biding their time? I don't know, but I do know that if the election comes off as same old, same old, then it's not looking great in terms of things. I mean, what would you add, Jason? Yeah, you know, I don't get the Biden thing. Like, everybody knows he's a creep and a half. Like, there's so many things just making fun of the guy for being a creeper. Who who, who do they think they're, they're kidding running this dude? And They're I actually, all creeps, though. Huh? Well, they <laughs> are, but he's like openly creepy. He's he, I totally, I totally agree with you. He, he's he's just open about it. Like, there's so many things that get found about him. Like, yeah, we we all know this. All the you don't get to those political levels or or anything. Entertainment, rock star, whatever, doesn't matter. You're you're as as my friend Brett and I like to say, you're eating the poop crackers at the parties. You know, you're you're doing some sick stuff to get to a high level, and they've got. Um, God only knows what kind of dirt on you, but he seems to be a little more open about it. Like you see so many jokes about this guy and it's just kind of like, <laughs> but this, this is the thing, you know, people come along and they say, Oh, this person's going to win. And that up to this point, the electoral college just sat anyone they wanted. In other words, they made the King long before the King sat down basically provably. Um, what's the name of the one president I always cite who's, who's, you know, progeny or pawn stars? Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Anyhow, one of the presidents that was seated by the Electoral College against the vote or the polling of the people uh, are the, the people who run pawn stars, to put a fine point. And now you got nonsense like Kanye running. This is the same, this is the same bizarro world we've lived in. Um, if, if, it, if we're going to get better, then the people have to have a hand in choosing. And we have had a hand in choosing none of these people. And the fact that someone like Kanye can just pony up because he's got cash or connections uh, is proving that we're in a tight spot here. Uh, but again, from more than one corner, I'm hearing that we're probably going to have a rough two, three months, something like that. And then the sky is going to open. And I'm not prepared to swallow that pill, I'll tell you. I always make the joke, Grandma, what big teeth you have, you know, what have we seen our whole lives? Um, but nonetheless, um, we had Mr. Exxon who said a similar thing. Two other friends who work in pretty no should know things positions said this. Um, so I don't think all is lost here. I really don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. You know, I think it's I'm looking at some comments here. I think it's time we once again reiterate that we live in a republic. It's, it's called a democratic republic, and you, the people, do not vote in the president. Let's, let's remind which everybody. Makes, yeah, which makes it neither a dem democracy or a republic. 
a republic is the idea that your representatives are representing what you want, which is the, the Electoral College nullifies all that. That is the top tier of supposed a group called the Electoral College supposed to represent the state, and they haven't. They've they've sat on multiple occasions, whoever the hell they wanted. Um, and so this is where we've come to. But, you know, here's, here's part of my logic. Um, you don't think that there are people in high places that have children who don't dig what they're seeing right now and they're thinking what's my child gonna grow up in you don't think that's going down uh, I'm just not prepared to accept that everybody in this world is on this bandwagon um, and I'm pretty sure we all know that the monetary system has flipped over um, the government has flipped over in some way shape or form uh, we're just kind of waiting for the dust to clear but I think watching the election or not literally, I don't mean watch that nonsense, just be abreast of it so you can detect whether it feels like something different is about to happen. So to be very specific, let's, let's, let's make sure everyone understands. There are two votes. There's the popular vote, and then there's the Electoral College. The popular vote doesn't seat the president. It just takes a popularity poll and says, which of these scumbags do you want in? doesn't matter who you pick we just want to see what you think about it then the electoral college seats the president and that's that right uh, it's it's pr it's not you know as a matter of fact that ridiculous sheet right not long after you and i did the episode on the electoral college that what's the name of that show some dude ruins things uh, oh adam ruins everything or something yeah like that. adam adam ruins everything covered the electoral college and while well, they piled their horse manure on top most of what they said was correct and they even rated the united states in um a list of who's the most democratic nations in the world and we were way the hell down that list they said a lot of true things and then of course they did stuff like but go out and vote because your vote matters after they just got done telling you that your vote doesn't matter um but this is how we got to where we are this is literally a backdoor that has allowed the deck to be stacked um, since this all started, since we've had an electoral college. Um, and most people get upset when they hear it, but I would also point, what's what's the, uh, you, can you recall the episode where we did the, uh, the banker speech? The governor, the governor of the Central Bank of England, Montague Norman or Norman Montague. Norman Montague. In, yeah, Norman Montague in 1924 comes to the United States. By the way, our central bank is modeled on that bank, on that central bank, if you're following where I'm going here. So the governor of the Central Bank of England comes to this country in 24, and he gives a speech to all the bankers, which we posted verbatim in one of our episodes, and I'm pretty sure Rose can cite it from memory. Well, I have but no basically, doubt about it. Yeah, what it says is that now we have the two political parties so we can use them to get them to fight with each other about things that are, are of zero importance while we basically take over the world because we're bankers. It, it's verbatim. You don't even have to try to read between the lines. Um, and you can go back and read these things. And it's hard to imagine um, how we got to where we are because what's actually happened is people have been proud of their country so they wanted to believe what they were told. Um, and they made that their truth. And it's unfortunate because it's not that hard um, to look and see how these things happen and what's actually been going on. And no one ever asks, why, why, when I go out to vote, why are they calling it a polling place? There's a difference between a vote and a poll. Um, but this is where we've come to. 
So let's talk about just the 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 division, the the one, two, the right, left. Of course, they have more than one, two parties, but none of them matter except for, of course, the left and the right, the de- Democrats, the Republicans, all that. So we have the red and the blue. Well, what did they show you in the Matrix? I mean, they, they literally stuffed, stuck it right in your face, the red and the blue. Why is that? Well, those, of course, have connotations. But it's, it's again, it's the division. It's black and white, man versus woman, black, uh, whatever it is. It's, it's all about the division. And while there are other subsects of things, they always boil it down to those two because then you can control both sides. It's just right. as simple as that. That's why that's that's why there's a CNN and a Fox. Um, that's why there's always opposing, and and it, it pairs down in so many ways. An eagle has a left wing and a right wing. You can see how this was all fashioned out. Um, for those old enough um, to remember, do you remember Ross Perot? Remember when we were going to have a third party and there was a massive groundswell in California when you went out on every street corner, there were people out holding vote Ross Perot signs. It was getting to be a thing. It was everywhere. There was going to be a third party. And what happened? If you don't know what happened, go look it up. It's just more nonsense. His daughter is threatened at a wedding or he's threatened and his daughter's going to have a wedding. And that ends the whole third party idea in America. Um, And it's pretty simple. If we don't change majorly in the next few months, um, there's going to be real reason to be concerned that we're not going back to anywhere you know someone wants to go to. But I don't think we're there yet. And again, there are sane people in positions of power, and those people have children and grandchildren. And do you think they want them growing up in this nonsense where you know? I just saw someone. As, as I came on, I almost laughed myself out of my chair. They took a uh, flour tortilla and a shoelace and made a mask and got away with it. Um, and if that doesn't illustrate the kind of monkey see, monkey do nature of where we've come, but the point is people in power understand once somebody gains something, they never give it back. They never give it back. Once they take a freedom or do something else, it's never just freely given back unless they trade, unless they say, you do this other thing, and then then we'll give you back. And usually the trade's a one-sided trade. Um, So I think by the time we get towards the first of the year, we should have a pretty good bead on whether things are definitely going to hell in a handbasket forever, if that's the intent, um, or whether something else is going to go on. And does anyone seriously believe that anything is going to change no matter whom they put in? Nope. 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 Doesn't freaking matter. Nope. Does not. Well, there, there, there's all the signs, too. Why why would the... So you look at the high court doing what it did. Meanwhile, where most of the courts are closed, not doing what they're supposed to be doing, being reset, I'm sure. Um, there's two ways to look at that. Why or it's sending a signal anytime the high court does it? Why would you pick out the electoral college? And so it's either that they're seriously getting ready to revamp some things, or they're doing a double reverse. And I don't have a crystal ball, but um, these are the things to pay attention to. I just sent you a, a question in the chat there. I don't know if you want to address that or not, but um, we wanted to talk a little bit about solutions. Uh, just like we did with Clive DeCarl, who I thought gave some incredibly detailed and helpful things. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, I, I hope that really does help people. Well, here, here's the thing. Um, my, my fin- I had a, a trigger finger, 
and I was to my, my sister had it. They did surgery. It's a minor surgery, but it's still a surgery. And I was told that's what they'd have to do to fix mine. I was on the air when I took Clive's stuff. And before we got off that first hour, it was already improved. Right now, I have no trigger finger. And that's wholly due to mostly magnesium, um, but vitamin C and magnesium. But that's not the half of it. Um, I saw probably four knock your blow your mind emails from people who said they were sick their whole life um, they started doing some of these very simple supplements and they're saying basically it changed their life um, stories about people not even going out they felt so bad for so long it's crazy um, these are mostly over-the-counter supplements that are not that expensive but as Clive pointed out one thing you notice is when you get Clive stuff and then you go into like CVS and compare the magnesium doses, they're way, way, way low on the over-counter stuff and plus the purity and quality I'm certain is not where he is because he's mixing his own. Um, so yeah, it's shows like that make it worthwhile. And not only this last one, you know, when I first read that Gerson, the Gerson method claimed uh, they could stop a heroin addiction in three days without withdrawal. Um, I was kind of thinking, come on, man, is this serious? Well, as fate would have it, I was in San Diego. I actually met Charlotte Gerson before she died. Her office is right down the town San Diego. Her clinic is just over the border in Tijuana, of course, because the United States outlawed curing cancer with basically juice. Um, and I talked with her about this. And not only that, I met people that were in the office. A couple of them said, yes, it's true. Um, these addictions could be beat that quickly. And so when Clive started talking about it, I was intrigued. Uh, and I'm waiting for those emails. I'm waiting to hear uh, if people had opiate addictions or other things. Um, I saw people talking about crystal meth addictions, which was a huge problem where I grew up in San Diego because it's where it was invented in East County. The Hells Angels put that stuff out in East County of San Diego. Um, I was I lived through that period. Um, and so to see, it, it will be very interesting to see if people use these methods and achieve something. And if they do, I'll report it because I generally get to see the emails. Uh, by the way, Rose and I found a juicer because we're, we're trying to figure out anything to help her delicate health situation uh it's not gerson approved but it is a masticating juicer far superior to the one we had before uh if you guys want to try it we've been juicing every day for the past few days since we got it it's called an acon or an icon a-i-k-o-n got it off of amazon uh, for 150 dollars. so it's not it's not too bad uh oh, it's there's, definitely there's i'm sorry sorry go ahead it's it's not not certainly not too bad. I mean, it's it's not like the, the the awesome one the crow has, but you know what? It's doing a good job. It's getting nutrients into us, and it's far better than the cheaper. Uh, what's the other kind of juicer called? Centrifugal. There, um, well, the, the, as far as I know, there's two approved main juicers in the Gerson method. One is a Norwalk, and the other one is a Pure. Um, the Norwalks and the Pures cost over two grand. They're not cheap. You can get used ones. Um, but they also, I think, say if you can't afford those juicers that they will support. I think it's the Champion Juicer, but i got to ask you about yours. I haven't heard of it. How? So it masticates. How do you do the press? Uh, it doesn't really do a press. I, I'm going to show it to you. I'll put it in the chat Centri so that everybody... Centrifugal? No, it's not. Um, hang on one second. Let me grab it off of my thing so that... All right. I'm going to put it in the chat so I don't mess up your Skype. 
And you guys can give me your opinion on it. So far, for a cheapy one, it's been doing us good. And uh, as Rose can say, uh, she's been enjoying it quite a lot several times a day. All right, do you see it? Yeah, I'm getting over there just a second. I got a clear window. So take that and take a look and tell me what you think of it. But that's the one we bought, everyone. It's in the chat there. I'll put it in D Live as well. But you guys can tell me what you think. I, I don't know it's uh, if it's the best of the best. I, I'm I, I'm really sure, certain it's not for that price, but it's definitely okay, doing so, way better. But, so wait a minute. You see? So I see how it does it. How tiny are those screen holes? That's only for the after stuff. That doesn't. That, that's, that doesn't do the it juice. Doesn't, okay, so it doesn't jam everything through that screen. No, no, the screen is okay. just for the uh, the pulp, like to make it tiny and. Um, Got it. For a couple things, I actually put it back through again. We actually we tried to get more out of it, especially when we'd made orange juice last night. So then that, that looks like a good deal for the price because it's a fraction. But here's what I can say about the other two. I first had a Norwalk, and I couldn't afford a new one. So for $800, I bought this old, like, 50s model. Weighed, like, 75 pounds, by the way. Um, they're all very heavy because they have a hydraulic jack in them to do the press um, it's all automatic but when we got here we saved up and we bought a brand new pure juicer and uh, it's redesigned it's a little bit cheaper and it's be it's better built easier to use and I would recommend the pure juicer over the Norwalk but they also oh, oh, David Weiss they also take payments uh, which is the other thing but the problem is is like we we had you know we had to prepare to make a purchase like that. But anyhow, when you do the juice, it's a big deal. But anyhow, welcome, David. Hey, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for inviting me. What's going on? Boston needs some health here, I, I see. <laughs> well, we, we started out with some politics, um, you know, talking about don't lose all hope and don't assume that everything's going to a hell in a handbasket. I don't think that's for certain at this point. It is uh, definitely daunting trying to figure out what's going to happen next and trying to keep a positive attitude. Right. So have you been uh, faring well not wearing a mask? I know you were, like me, not wearing a mask. I have not yet to put one on, and um, they're really ramping up, uh, you know, the, the stories of people getting, you know, thrown out of stores. You can tell which ones are fake. You can tell which ones are just, you know assholes that are you know deserve to be thrown out um but i i don't believe i don't believe any of it but you know when i go into the big stores nothing ever happens no one ever says anything it's the, it's the little stores sometimes that are appreciative that you're coming in and other times they're they're they flip out they want you to wear a mask and you know i i explain the whole thing to them and sometimes they're receptive uh sometimes they're not have you been thrown out of places uh, when I went up to, uh, I did a, a retreat with um, Dr. Kaufman, Beth Martins, uh, you know, Benjamin Ball, um, Balderson, uh, up in upstate New York, up in Woodstock area, and I went into town there to get some uh, groceries, figured it'd be nice, some hippies up there, and it was a nice little hippie health food supermarket, I went in, there's signs all over the place, but I didn't wear a mask, made it all the way through the checkout, and then they said uh, I had to wear a mask or they won't check me out. And I literally stood there for 10 minutes while they were waiting for the managers to come down. 
And uh, I put all my stuff up on the counter. And, uh, you know, I'm like, why don't you just check me out? I'd be out of here sooner, you know. And then the glass in between us was literally, you know, mid-chest height. So I was like, what, what is that even for? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was just so ridiculous. And then I was like, how about I stand outside and you bring me my groceries? And they're like, nope, you don't put on a mask. You don't get your groceries. And I'm like, okay. And I walked out. I was a little upset because I... I had some stuff that I wanted to cook for everybody, but um, I didn't vote. I didn't do it. I held. I held. You know, held my. Uh, I held to my point, and uh, it was. It was a little. It, it threw me for a little bit, but I wasn't going to put a mask on. I probably could have pulled my T-shirt up over my nose and said, "How, how about this?" And they would have. But my suggestion for people that are really, you know, doing this when you go to the grocery store. You know, they're, they're starting to catch you at the checkout. So what you do is open everything. Take a sip out of the juice. Eat a cookie. Take a bite out of the sandwich. Eat the tray of sushi. Whatever you got, open it and take a bite. And that way when you get to the checkout, they don't want to check you out. They're going to have a big dilemma. <laughs> I did it's it not with illegal the, uh... to do that. It's not illegal to eat, you know, to, to nosh in the store. Even if you eat the whole thing, you check out as long as you're not stealing. So... When you get there, then they have a dilemma, and I bet you they cave when they see that. How is it that all these places aren't going to get sued and lose big? Under the law, everyone has to be treated equally. So on the face of it, you know, my corporate policy doesn't get you there. Um, and think of all the people. I know a number of people who have been prevented from seeing their grandparents in nursing homes. That's been a big problem. Can you imagine how many people... Uh, may have lost someone and not had an opportunity to see them. How can they imagine that that's not going to court when the dust clears? So, so um, two quick, two quick things is um, ah, uh, what did I was say? The, the one about seeing like my mother, she lived in a uh, a senior facility, and I, I haven't been able to go to see her. She fell. She's ninety four. She broke both of her hips. Went to the hospital. I flew down to Florida. I couldn't even get into the lobby of the hospital. Right? They're taking her into surgery. I, I couldn't see her, and I had to, I left Florida the next day, and I still can't see her, and that was weeks ago, so it, it's insanity. When you're in the store, and they're, and they're giving you a hard time, they'll play some Woodstock, they're like, well, this is a private property, and we can make the rules. I'm like, oh, you can't make a rule that people with wheelchairs can't come in here. I go, therefore, you can't do this. It's the same thing. No, it's not private property. Go to the town hall if you have a complaint, and uh, they don't care i even i what i do sometimes is i print out and just go to like i'm in connecticut i'll print out on the state website uh the covid safety uh regulations for masks and it always says uh you're not required none of nothing stated here requires anybody to wear a mask they can't wear a mask and if they can't wear a mask for any medical reason psychological or physical um the they're not allowed to ask them what that reason is by um the other rule whatever that's called HIPAA or whatever it's called and uh, they don't care. Some people, the, the place in Woodstock, they didn't care. I showed them the paper. They didn't care. They didn't want to see it. Yeah, it's just, it's staggering. Uh, it, it's people have lost their mind. If any if any normalcy does return, they're going to see, you're going to see lawsuits stacking up for years um, over all this nonsense. Well, it, it, absolutely. The question is, will normalcy return? You know, what, you know, they, in colleges, you know, I don't even realize how, how colleges are still a thing, how people are still sending their kids to college. We're still sending Sage's daughter to her senior year. Um, she's a big sports player, and 
uh, they've canceled the fall sports, and they're going to cancel the spring too. In, in my guess, I mean, I don't know, but I don't, I don't understand how any of this is going to survive. So, what that brings me to is the foregone conclusion: the the that things aren't going to return to normal, and it's just going to get worse. And that's where I'm, you know, struggling to keep a positive attitude. I, I don't think people will tolerate it forever, and I think a lot of people are already kind of up to their eyeballs, and I think we're a little bit different than some countries. Some of the smaller countries, it's unreal what's being done to them, um, but here, this is a big place, um, and I meet people every day who are older than me who will tell you flat out this is all nonsense based on nonsense, and I've had about enough, and I think it's going to come to a head either way. Yep, I, uh, I, well, I, uh, I agree, and then I wonder because uh, you know going out and talking to nice people, cool people like uh, we're I'm I'm out on the Long Island Sound right now, and we uh we just got some food and we met some really super nice, cool, hip people, but they think everything, they they think this is all real, and that we just need to wear our masks for a little bit longer, and uh, you know in our circles, Crow and Jason, um we're coming across a lot of people that are awake. And I think that's less than 3% of the population. You know, there's 3% of the population that's, that's awake and will see things. There's 7% of the population that might question things. Then there's 90% that will sacrifice their lives, you know, let their families die and never do anything because they don't, they don't believe anything. Hmm. That's... You know, I, I, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but... You know, are more people waking up? Absolutely. You know, do we have a chance of waking more people up uh, super fast? Very possible. I just am doing everything I can so to do it. Here, here's, here's a metric that I can offer, Dave, because you're right. We end up talking within our circles and people we know, and that's not a fair sample. But you want to know what is a fair sample? The people who come subscribe and become members over here. Um, I... I would lose count if I tried to go through my email right now of the people saying a year ago I thought everything I was being told was correct. Um, I've met a lot of people that have fast-tracked waking up and I think it's the old it's the old Buddha lotus in the pond thing. Some people are at one level, others are at another. But I think what this has done is accelerated the waking for a lot of people. Absolutely. I, I, I like that term, fast-tracking the waking up. Um, I'm seeing more and more of that. And, uh, you know, I went on a, a small channel the other day called Rippin' Rabbit Hole, and uh, all of his non-flat earthers are now flat earthers, and now they're starting to see. And, and I'm, a, I'm a believer that once you see flat earth, you see COVID, 9-11, Sandy Hook, everything else. You know, all of those things come into view once you get your feet fam firmly planted on the ground and you know that you're the center of creation that opens up your mind so you can see reality. That's, you're spinning, good. Well, I was going to say, what you just said is another key point of it. Got your feet firmly in this creation. This place was built for us. I would suggest to you that things like 5G are an assault on nature, and that makes the people doing it the enemies of this creation. And at what point does a living organism like this world say, we've had enough of that and simply wash them away or who knows? The point I'm making is if you had to decide to align yourself 
with the natural world or align yourself with some bankers, which one of those would you do and which one of those would you feel safer doing? I would, yeah, I wouldn't want to be those guys all day long. Right. Of course. And, and, you know, Carl, I, you, you know, I left my, uh, um, I would say cushy job. I, I had a, a nice business, uh, where I could just, you know, on the side of the banking world. And now I'm doing something that doesn't go over pleasantly, except for the people that are already there. Um, and I'm so much happier. I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier doing what I'm doing now. So, um, I, I do have hope, but it, it's, it's every single day I'm trying to talk to people. And, and I, I've also gotten good at, there's some people that will never wake up and they just disappear to me. They become invisible, just like I'm invisible in the supermarket when I'm not wearing a mask. Nobody can see me. <laughs> and I'm going to test that out too. And I'm going in without pants. <laughs> well, I got to confess, whoever put that comment in, I'm, I'm, I may well do the uh, flour tortilla gag because that's hysterical to me. That is, that is great. David, you, now you've flown without a mask as well, right? I just flew to Florida and back without a mask. I went on JetBlue, um, and I actually, on the way down, I had extra time, and I went to the gate attendant. I said, hey, just for your information, I'm in row 19. Uh, I, I'm not going to be wearing a mask. You know? And she just goes, oh, okay. I just want to let you know in case you, know, you have somebody fussy next to me. Five minutes later, she finds me, and she goes, hey, would you mind if I moved you to the back of the plane? I'll give you your own row, and I'll board you first. I'm like, no problem. I go back, they give me a snack and a drink while everyone else is boarding. I got to go on before the people in the wheelchairs, and it was fantastic. Way back, no problem. Uh, crazy, crazy uh, situation where the girl next to me had her mask pulled down below her nose, and the lady behind her was screaming at her to pull her mask up. I'm not wearing a mask at all. And then when they were getting ready to take off and they're checking for her seatbelt and everything, she's got her mask down to her chin. I don't have a mask at all. And the stewardess looks at her and goes, pull up your mask over your nose said nothing to me i'm invisible <laughs> but what did you do in, at first to get on without uh i i, I uh well the second on the, on the way back i was running for the plane so i literally looked at the gate attendant gate checked my ticket said hi to the captain smiled no one says anything um but when i on the way down i was just being courteous to the to his flight attendant they said hey listen i'm not going to be wearing a mask uh i can't wear a mask they didn't even ask why and uh and just to let you know, and then when she said, hey, can I move you to the back of the plane? I said, if that makes your job easier, no problem. And it was pleasant. I got the board early. I got a snack. I had my own. I get to lay down. It was fantastic. You, you should have been wheeling and dealing. You should have said, I'll tell you what. I'll take the back row, but you got to give me champagne. <laughs> I don't want champagne, though. <laughs> That's not the I, point. <laughs> I, I, asked, I know, I know, I know. I could have asked for some vouchers for some free tickets. Yeah. <laughs> That would be very grabblerish, and I'm not a grabbler. <laughs> I don't know what the definition of grabbler is. I know that's an Owen Benjamin term. Yeah, a grabbler is, let's just say, a banker. You know, is that a fair thing to say? So, someone who grabs banker. things that they shouldn't be grabbing? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Grab things that they shouldn't be grabbing. Um, <laughs> so, so, so know, David, man. what I'd like to know is, because Rose and I are going to California to have... Uh, her her old doctor take a look at her. What do you think we should yeah. do to to from getting so, in line with the so TSA right. all the way? Yeah, the TSA doesn't care at all. Just don't look sheepish. Don't have a mask around your neck 
because then they'll tell you to pull it up. Have no mask. Don't bring a mask. And you have Rose. She's in a wheelchair. You, you have That's the biggest handicapped card you could have. Oh, sure. And there, there's no way they're going to say anything to you. But you don't even have to play that card. Just say, I'm sorry, I can't wear a mask. And they won't even ask you why. But if they ask you why, just say, well, I'm not required to tell you that. But if you want to know, I'll tell you. And I'm waiting to use that line. I've never had to use it. I've never had to use it. Um, and they don't care. They really don't care. They're like, oh, okay. And then, you know, and there's like, if you're going on JetBlue or whatever airline, go to their go to their website and either print it out or have it on your phone, their uh, mask regulations. And you'll see in the small print that they cannot force you to wear a mask. You can also, you know, point out that there's no law. Uh, and... You know, and then if someone's really interested and they're like, well, that's interesting, you can start telling them how dangerous it is and how, you know, unnatural so, it is. So, so that's a, isn't that another tell, though? There's no law. If this was never going back to anything reasonable, why wouldn't they just pass any damn law they wanted, legal or otherwise? It's never going back to a point where you'll be able to challenge it. That's another tell, isn't it? What are you saying? That there's no law, therefore you think it's going to switch back? Yeah, because if they want you to wear the mask, there's a reason for it, right? Because we all know that there's no reason for it, but there is a reason for it. So the point I'm making is if this was a coup d'etat and we were never going back to any kind of normalcy, they would just dictate any damn law they wanted and care less because there will never be a time when you can challenge it. But what of um, a law that makes you wear a mask that harms your person is... A law that violates uh, natural law, and maybe they can't make a law. Uh, they'd love to, but they can't, and therefore they don't. Well, I think I could probably, if I sat here for a second, think of a bunch of laws that violate natural law, and I don't think that's the concern of the people at the top, because what they're doing is convincing their underlings to pass laws for states and things like that. Look at every governor. Every governor has given a legal dictate. A governor has no authority to tell the people of his state to do a damn thing. The only people he can direct directly are his staff. That's it. You can go look up the powers of a governor. It's no different for the president. And Jason and I pointed that out when they decided to tell the country, you can't have gold, you need to give us all your gold. That was illegal. He had no authority to give that dictate. So my point is is that if this was never going back, why wouldn't they just put a law in the books at the federal level that says, yep, you better damn well wear a mask or it's, you know, 60 days in jail, $500 fine, or Lord knows. So yeah, they're, I, I, I get it. They're, they're starting the uh, mandatory mask everywhere tomorrow here in Louisiana. They announced it yesterday, so that's why I wanted to bring this up. And, of course, neither Rose nor myself are going to wear one. We're, we're going to stand our ground on this, but it's going to get messy, I think. Mandatory. That's just a word. They're saying it's mandatory. Show me the law. You know, well, we're going to find you. Well, show me the law that allows you to find me. You can find me, but I'm not going to pay it. Right. It, it's, you know, people are like, you can't do that. Well, you can do that. That's you can do that, yeah. Yeah, you can. You know, there, there's all of these things where you have to pay your money to them for whatever reason. Those are not laws, and you're just fooled into doing it. Where's your witness? Show me the law. Who got injured? Well, they, yes. the, the, the governor did sign another decree extension of the emergency, so I'm sure there's some excuse they're going to try and come up with. But it's not still not a law, and that's that. I, I 
I truly suspect that when we come into the low point of the sun, uh, we're going to have a real indicator of what's what. That is such a marker in my mind. With I mean, Jason, I was talking about it a, more than a year before it got here. Um, I think by the time we're getting to the low point of the sun, December 21, uh, there will be a much clearer view of the possibilities in our world. Um, these cycles, everything is geared to these cycles. How many people are aware that this occurred? This is one of the things like over a year ago when I was saying 2020 is going to be a big year uh, and I started looking at the numbers, this is exactly 19 years after 9-11. Um, all the metonic cycles, all the solar cycles, all the astronomical things that go on. Um, and of course, Jason and I took a look at um, the big Marvel franchise last time around and married it off. But I think when we get down into just past mid-December, uh, uh, we'll have a pretty good view of uh, what, what it's looking like things are going to be like. So, David... Hey, I'll be, I'm going I'm to... Go ahead, go ahead, Jason. Oh, uh, what's the uh, what's the general outlook with you there? Like <clears throat> when you need to go grocery shopping, all that. What you're in Connecticut or New York? I'm in Connecticut, right on the edge of New York. Okay, yeah, I knew it was something like that. How are you dealing with grocery stores? Like, are, in general, are they letting you come in? Like, is so, it, so is like, the hippie uh, store the first one that gave you so much grief? The first one that gave me grief, that gave me only grief. So I shop at a big shop, right? I shop at Costco. I shop at Trader Joe's. They have giant signs that say, you know, you must wear it as of July, for whatever the date, you know. And uh, and they have uh, cop-looking, military-looking, private security people out front with a big muzzle on their face. And I don't say anything. I don't even grab their sprayed-down card. I grab one from the parking lot because I don't want a, the poison on the handle. And I, they just walk right in. One time the cop goes, he goes, where's your mask? I go, I can't wear one. He goes, oh, okay. And he lets me in. And that's it. Now they don't even ask. So, Good. Um, those, yeah, you just walk in and then don't look down at the floor when you walk by people. Look at them. If someone looks you in the eye, look them in the eye and smile. So I there it is. Morning, I'm not your enemy if they say anything. But nobody says anything. I, occasionally, someone will go, you know, where's your mask? You need a mask. I go, I, I said, what are you, the mask police? And that was it. She didn't say anything else. You know, so the hippies were the first one to give you grief. How funny is that? The first one, and, and two managers came out with their friggin' big mask on. I, I could not believe it. You you would yeah, think that's... that uh, the, the fact that they're they're kind of hippie-ish, you'd think they'd be totally anti-establishment. It's the exact opposite. I mean, that's talk about just crapping all over what they're supposed opposite. to represent. They are fighting for their enslavement. It's just it's unbelievable. Bingo, you just nailed it, dude. Just the fact that you can yeah. do that, Dave, hey, um, David, is the tell. I'm going to cut out, and I have... I think you just cut I'm out. I'm sure you guys will think of it. What's that? Did All right, man. Yeah, you're starting to cut out. We, we hear what you're saying. We'll catch up with you, man. Thanks for dropping in. You got it. Thanks, Thanks David. But, but isn't that a tell, Jason? You know, people walking in and uh, not being challenged at the big box stores. If anyone could afford a lawyer, it would be a big box store. So what we find is the little ones that have been scared into submission are the people that are making demands that aren't legal. But these big box stores are not doing anything. That's a tell. That means at some point, if this was never going back to something but enslavement, they wouldn't give a damn. 
the president would show up and make a mandate or a dictate or whatever fancy word they'd like to use, saying everyone damn well better wear a mask because they would know there's never going to be a time when anyone can challenge it in a court because everything's been taken over. And that's not what we see. And I think that's another tell. Um, why would you pretend like you're going to give a damn about human rights or existing laws about human rights or the rights of Americans if it was never going back to normal? I'm just saying. Right. I, well, I honestly think that they're ramping this up again after things started chilling out a little bit because we know the vaccine push is going to come next, probably in the fall. Yeah, um, I think that it's a B-I-T-C-H to flip over every system in the world, starting with banking, and it takes time. And they want all the little sheeple looking at the left hand while the right hand does what it does. To me, that's what this is about. It's also a bid for some people to see how far they can take it. But I am convinced that this is a bridge too far for a lot of people who, who aren't going to go down this road. And you've got to imagine, look at the guys in the military who actually have the wherewithal if, if we're push came to shove. It's their job to pr protect you know, the people from tyranny. Would they just sit there and watch if you were a general or something and you could just simply make a command knowing damn well that your grandchildren are going to inherit what you're allowing to happen? I'm just saying. I'm not ready to buy it lock, stock, and barrel. And I think that a big part of this was the banking uh, because fiat currency required more debt every year and everyone was tapped. They couldn't squeeze another ounce out of anyone, barely. And so to generate more debt than you had the year prior, um, and I know people in the in the precious metals markets and talk to them all the time to try to get a handle on it. And they were saying for the last three years that the fiat currency system is crashing and there's no two ways about it. There's no trick, no secret, no little thing they can pull again to keep it afloat. And these people only do business in specie, gold or silver, everything they do. They don't even use fiat currency and they've been saying this for three years and now when I look at what they were telling me they weren't wrong you know I'm just saying a lot of this had to do with banking but look at all the other systems that are being reset we're reasonably sure that the government's being reset we're reasonably sure that the court systems are being reset and how is it that I just saw one of our fantastic followers point out I think they said the UK they used one of the common law tactics and avoided a hundred and seventy dollar pound fine or something like that. I, I barely caught it out of the corner of my eye there. But how is it that you can still pull these things off? Because common law is the basis for godly law. And if you're looking at a complete dictatorship takeover, they don't give a damn about your godly rights. And yet people are still walking into places and reversing the jurisdiction and doing all kinds of things, getting out of traffic tickets. And not only that, I would further point out, look at how many people know how to do that now. That's vastly different from maybe four or five years back. Right. Someone asked if uh, Alex Jones is a good one to uh, get people onto normies, uh, to, to introduce normies to, to the truth. And let me just make this clear to everybody. Absolutely freaking not. If you want somebody who is very easy to, uh, that's palatable, that, that really researches heavily and is very easy to listen to, there's a guy named James Corbett. Crow, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about him, but I've watched a bunch of his stuff. He's fantastic. He hits on a lot of the subjects we do without getting into the space stuff, but he's done Rockefeller medicine. He's done just, just everything, vaccines, the money, everything. The guy's fantastic and really easy if you need someone to introduce someone to the truth, and then they can start getting to the harder topics like we cover. But Alex Jones, hell no, absolutely not. 
No, you see the the system that we're coming out of. I hope. Um, is a system where any person who has the ability to speak to a few hundred thousand minds is signed on the dotted line. And I don't give a damn if you're uh, a famous person, a rock star. If you will be in a position where you could address, and actually all of them can now because there's things like Twitter. How Your average rock star or pop star, how many Twitter followers do they have, you see? So you are under contract to the point where it might even be argued you don't even own. Does Taylor Swift own Taylor Swift? I would make the argument that she may well not own Taylor Swift, that that's contracted to somebody, that that's part of the fame she was given. But my point here is someone like Alex Jones talks to many millions of minds every day in this country, signed on the dotted line. You do not play in the system we're coming out of. And that's why little tiny places like Jason and I had our channel deleted. Uh, we can't even run most of the hour ones we do anymore. Um, even there's a few hour ones we wish we never had done. But I'll tell you, that's the other problem with what's going on. How can you look at this system, understand what we said about the Electoral College, which therefore proves that all the people in those high political positions are there illegally, basically. They've scammed the system. How can you hang your hat? and act like the president's the savior. I just don't accept it. And we've we've met people recently who take the opposite point of view, but logically I cannot get there. It makes zero sense for us to go anywhere. People like that have to be gone. And I'm not just talking about Trump. I'm talking about Biden. I'm talking about all of Congress. Every one of those dudes that's a lawyer um, or otherwise, uh, that all has to go away. And so my point is, uh, we see so many, that, the whole QAnon thing, it's a put up. And unfortunately, I could never talk about how I knew firsthand QAnon was a put up. But I've said so many times it's a put up. Um, and still we hear people grabbing that and hoping it's true. And even just the basic logic of it should tell any mind out there, really, so there's a source close to the highest power in the world, supposedly, who's leaking information. How difficult would it be to figure out who, or how many people could possibly know this information? It's that damn simple, for one. Um, but I know firsthand that was a put-up. And so it's no different than what we're all talking about with the mask. It's a way to control perception, um, which basically at the root of the virus what's going on here it's a way to control perception using fear but what you got to do is look away from the thing they're flagging making you stare at and look at what's going on in other places what's going on with banking what's going on with the dollar what's going on with the court systems you know look at these things it's all being reset um and by the way it looked almost immediately out of the gate as if uh the so-called corporate government of this country had merged uh, with big industry. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, by the way, someone's asking, here is James Corbett's YouTube channel. He is an awesome place to start people off, breaking them in. And and by the way, and, and James Corbett even agrees with this, of course, um, the whole Trump will save everybody thing, everybody knows that's nonsense. Q is nonsense. All Q is is a guy on Star Trek. That's about as real as he is. The rest of it's nonsense, folks. I'm sorry to tell you. Probably they used the idea of Q from Star Trek that they're warping the minds and laughing their butts off that so many people buy. <laughs> and he's into obnoxious it. on top of it. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, I've seen coins minted, actually gold and silver coins minted that say QAnon on them. It's on the amount of effort 
put into these things. And the what's even worse was the whole idea of how many people were so into Trump, so easily convinced that he was going, what was it, drain the swamp or something? I used to drive around <laughs> where I live, and there'd be people with act, literally a sign on their house that said, let's drain the swamp. And I thought, my God, at what point do we grow up? and actually understand that not only did you not pick that man, you didn't vote for that man, he was planned 10, 15, 20 years before he ever came there, he was planned to be where he was going to be. And this is the system that everybody's sick and tired of. It's just that when things get like they are now, they kind of wish for that system now that we were sick and tired of. It looks pretty good under the conditions we're all look, seeing right now, but... I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to hold my ground. I don't think we're going to hell in a handbasket. The moment I think that's probably true, I will say as much. But I'm not feeding the crappy river until I have to. All right. So we've only got a few minutes left here. What would we like to uh, get in here before we sign off? Oh, there's something we can announce. Um, how many people remember Dave J? One oh, of yeah. the earliest. One of the earliest no-nonsense voices um, compared to some people we've had on recently. Um, but Dave J is going to be with us in a week or two. Um, and he pinged me out of the blue today. He's done a whole write-up on numbers and other things. And I would say, of all the people that influenced me at any level, Dave J would have been one of them. And it was so ironic because so many people love to hate him. But if you could just set aside... I hate him or I love him or any of that and listen to what was being said and peel away everything else except what was being said, uh, you realized he was one of the, the early visionaries. There were a couple, two, three back in the day. Uh, it's gotten very thin <laughs> as of late, um, but there are still some good voices. But anyhow, Dave J is going to join us finally after all this time. I think he's like, I don't know, maybe Rose Knows Episode 7 or something like that way back. With yeah, it was Jay. before I was officially on with you, and I'd only done a few episodes here and there. By the way, is... Um he he's big on numerology. I know he's he's very much into um, what would you call it? Just a, a very traditional Christian faith, but he's also really big on imagery, uh, symbolism, and, and numerology. Right. In terms of viewing the world as systemic, like almost like a computer program, but I'm not implying it's a computer program. I'm not implying that. But looking at the systems that drive it, that are designed, and even how it, nature uses systems, uh, he has a very unique way of breaking down the symbolism, and he'll run it from nature to a man-made system to a computer program to the very tones that make all the sounds we hear. He'll run through all of them. Uh, it's actually staggering. If you're not prepared for it and you don't have a preface, um, it'll knock you sideways at first trying to keep up. Um, but hopefully, you know, he, he's mellowed a lot too. I think, I think when he was on episode seven, I titled it something like Dave J, the man who raged, saw through the veil and then found peace because he had left YouTube by the time I had started all those years later to do the podcast. And when I met him, I was like, at first I, I was, this isn't Dave J. So just a different man, calm, mellow. Um, he'd walked away from that kind of hellfire fight that was going on on YouTube all the time. Um, but I have not met too many people that can systemically lay down what he will lay down when he comes on. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to hear where he's at because it's been, what, a couple of years now, right? Yeah, you want to know why, what was the old Tesla-ism? Uh, you don't know anything till you know what six, uh, 3, 6, and 9 mean. 
<laughs> we're going to ask Dave J, and he's going to tell us. Um, and I'm not kidding. He just handed me some PDFs today. Um, and you can go to it actually right now. People should head over to, to Dave J's YouTube channel. It is actually, let me look. I'll try to grab it. Uh, and while you're doing that, uh, we are going to be having on another person to discuss the biofield tuning thing. A very nice lady. And I am finishing writing up an episode on banking, specifically about the Medici family. And we're going to talk about all the things revolving around what they did in the Renaissance and the art and, and how they're tied in with the Vatican, of course. All of that. It's going to be it's going to be a crazy episode and I think a very, very good one. Yeah, and, and actually, as fate would have it, Jason, I think, um, you know, I've been wanting to do the fall of Rome, but it, you know, we're going to cover Medici, so maybe we can kind of bridge the gap there um, until we have time. It's just with three shows a week, there's just not time to put together these massive shows anymore. Even even though I have the research done, there's still not time. Um, plus, I'm building the website again, but besides all that... Well, I think we're just about there. So, what do you want to sign off with? Um, here's what I'd like to sign off with. Yeah, things are looking pretty hardcore, but if you look at them with a critical eye and set the fear aside and set the anger aside and get back to a point where you're not being mad at someone because they're wearing a mask, that you can realize the truth, that that person's a victim, they've been boondoggled, because that is the truth, um, then you start to assess what you see. And right now, I'm not prepared to throw my butt in the shit's creek without a paddle. I'm going the other way. I'm getting in the good stream, and I refuse to, to have anything to do with the other stream until there is a certain indicator that there's no other way. And I'm, we're not there. I can see so many things that don't make logical sense if we're just going to slavery days for the next hundred years or something. And I am convinced that some of the people that I talk with uh, have very valid points. Unfortunately, I just can't talk about these things. So my thing is, by the time we start getting past mid-December uh, and we start to look around and assess, let's hope that I'm correct and that we'll start to see, hey man, it looks like there may be a new day coming. Um, because throwing yourself and on the dark side, just because you feel like a beaten dog, that's not a good mental mental energy to feed the system we currently exist in. Anyhow, you want to add anything, Jason? Well, again, uh, they're instituting full masks for everything here. Rose and I are going to stand our ground. If you want this nonsense to stop and start pulling it back, you all have to say no. And I, I think they're ramping it up, getting the, the, the fear and all that, because they're going to start pushing a vaccine very, very soon. You know what's coming, everyone. you got to say no and just stand your ground. That's what Rose and I are going to do, and we're sticking to it. Hmm. All right, I guess we're there. Um, I just realized as I glance out the clock, I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, higher-minded year ahead, and uh, have a positive outlook. Look for signs that tell you this doesn't make sense. If we're just going to slave days, then why are these things I'm seeing still here? Why do they care about this right or that thing? Why aren't they just imposing with an iron fist? Think about it. Um, there may be a there there. I hope I'm correct. Uh, and if I ever reach a point where I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'll come on and say that too. But I wish you all the best. There it is, man. Cheers. Oh, why don't you mention the transcripts before we sign off? 
Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. So today I took time. I've been so busy. I had to catch up on transcripts. I got up to 228.5, which was the Mr. X episode, but I've also done this. A bunch of people were wanting to get all the transcripts together and make big books. So what I've done, because we have to pay for those to be made, Rose actually has to type those by hand. Um, so it's not just a free thing. Um, I pay Rose for the time to do that because it's not an easy thing to do. I couldn't do what she's doing, to be honest with you. I just, If I had all day, I doubt if I could knock one out. Um, the point here is I flat rated the bulk download for every transcript. So for membership, it's a couple hundred bucks. And here's the thing. On any given transcript that we've ever broken even on, there's probably a handful of them just to put a fine point around it. Um, but it was getting to the point where a lot of people wanted to get all of them. And I said, well, why don't you guys just gang together? And it'll offset some of the cost that we had to do it. And so there it is. The bulk rate's down to a flat rate. It'll never go up another penny. Even if we do another 100 shows, I will never raise the bulk rate again. Um, and I'll just call that as even as we can be. And uh, up to 228.5 is posted for members. There it is. Anything else, Jason? Nope. We'll see you uh, this Thursday. Have a good night, man. Cheers. Cheers.